This is Surfing Through Cinema. I'm your host, Hawaii Harry. Today I'll be discussing the next film for Disney Week. All about cats, jazz, and Paris. This episode is all about the Aristocats from 1970. Okay, so now we'll discuss the plot for the Aristocats. A rich woman named Madame Bonfamille has a cat named Duchess and three kittens, and they live in her house in Paris with her butler, Edgar. Edgar overhears that when Madame dies, her fortune will go to the cats instead of to him, and he would get it after they all die. And Edgar decides to get rid of them so that he would be the next in line, not the cats. So, kind of humorously he mistakenly adds up how many lives they have and thinks they'll be dead in 96 years instead of 10 or 15 and so this is kind of the whole reasoning behind him going bad and trying to get rid of them he puts them in a bag after giving them a sleeping sedative and tries throwing them into the over the bridge and the cats are spared and Edgar's chased off by two dogs named Lafayette and Napoleon, who, funny enough, despite their French names, they're very hillbilly of actors who play him, who play them. The next morning, the cats meet Thomas O'Malley, who offers to help them walk back to Paris. They go through many crazy adventures, from milk trucks to escaping trains to walking with geese. And these geese, they lead Thomas and gang to Scat Cat and his traveling band of jazz musicians. So... Thomas O'Malley, played by Phil Harris, he's very charismatic, very cool, and very chill, and he really wants to help them out and help them get back to their owner, um, but he's kind of a rogue, you know, he, he beats to his own drum, he doesn't really care about um, the finer things like they do, you know, he, he goes wherever he wants, he eats whatever he wants, it's pretty similar premise to Lady and the Tramp. A little bit. Thomas proposes to Duchess. He wants to marry her, but she declines because she wants to stay with her owner. And so, kind of sadly, he leads them back to the house where they are greeted by an angered Edgar. Roquefort, the mouse, he runs out to help them find Thomas. They are able to save Duchess and the kittens from being shipped to Timbuktu. And once they're saved, Thomas is added as a family member and Madame turns her home into a housing for stray cats. So, yeah, that's essentially the plot to the Aristocats. It's kind of a sweet, kind of short story, and uh, it's definitely a movie for animal lovers. It's not a general audience type of movie. Um, and like I said, pretty similar to the premise of Lady and the Tramp, as there's a tramp-like character and Thomas O'Malley, and then Duchess, she's kind of the lady persona of that. So that's the plot to the Aristocats. I'm going to go on a break real quick, but first, here's a message from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's how. It's totally free. There are tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your computer and even your cell phone. But that's not all. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You could even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a complete podcast all in one small place. So go on 
and download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Okay, so now that we're back from our break, I'm going to get into my personal views on the Aristocats. So, uh, I really like this movie. I've watched it multiple times since I was a kid. Um, You know, I I like dogs and cats and whatnot. So, I, I really enjoyed this one as a kid. And I really like the song, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat. It's very catchy I'm very well put together. Um, you know, I really like Scat Cat and his group. Um, so growing up, I watched this all the time. This is definitely one of my favorite ones to watch. But now watching it years later, I recognize a lot of the flaws that are in it, particularly the animation. See, this is after Walt Disney died, and so they were kind of directionless in where to go. Um, this is one of the last ones he ever planned out and had him prepare for so it still has a little bit of his touch to it but you could definitely tell um this was a safe movie that there weren't any new uh new things they tried to do with it um in animation wise like i said it it wasn't uh it wasn't anything new it wasn't anything crazy in fact a lot of animated sequences used in this movie were recycled for uh, Robin Hood and a couple other films. And you can definitely tell at this time they're more focused on making safe movies to make somewhat of a profit versus making groundbreaking animation like with Fantasia and Snow White. So this is definitely the start of the dark era at Disney where um, the direction of it was more money-based and more more kind of soulless into... And, this lasted up until The Little Mermaid. So for the next while, we're going to be reviewing movies that are kind of mediocre. They're not good, but they're not really bad either. And this one, I think, is one of the stronger ones overall. Um, like I said, I have a lot of nostalgia for it, so that may hinder my uh, rating of it a little bit. But I, I definitely recognize there are greater Disney films and more uh, more instances of them experimenting and really going out there with animation this is definitely a safe movie and it it definitely feels really targeted towards kids it didn't really feel like you know snow white is for everyone really you know the whole family this one really felt towards kids um that's not necessarily a bad thing but when disney at this time was known for more of general audience they're more of making movies that are animated versus making kids movies that just happen to be animated and and we definitely see um the years after this that they're either really focused on gearing towards kids or um they have no idea who their audience really is but like i said i really like the song everybody wants to be a cat i think it's a great song i love the jazz music in it i think it really fits um now, Edgar's reasoning for wanting to kill the cats is kind of extreme if you really think about it. You know, maybe he was just sick of taking care of the cats. I don't know, but his, his motives were kind of kind of silly. And I know he's supposed to be a cartoony character, but there were never really any moments we felt of danger or any real reason to be mad. He's just motivated by money, which can easily be a, a good motivator for villains, but... 
he was kind of a doofus. <laughs> I don't know. It, it felt kind of weak. He, he felt pretty weak as a villain. He didn't really... Um, you know, I wouldn't put him up there at all with like Maleficent or Cruella de Vil. He's just kind of, he's just kind of mediocre. And also, if you don't like cats, you really won't like this movie. It's really, really geared towards cat lovers, cat owners. Kind of how Lady and the Tramp and 101 Dalmatians were. Honestly, when I watch this, my thinking is, they probably were like, you know what, we made a lot of dog movies, let's make a cat movie. Like, I, I really... You could really tell that that was the real motive behind it. There was no real other reasoning for it. And just like I've said before, they use Xerox a lot with the animation. So there are moments where it looks a little shifty. It looks like there are multiple lines. And that's just because of the process. It's like photo scanning over and over again. It's not the best animation. And... And sadly, I watched it on Disney Plus. It hasn't aged very well either. It it looks pretty bad, and it, it's sad that they stopped doing the full-on sell process. I understand they're trying to cut corners, save money, but the animation suffers as a result. And so, despite all of this, overall, I think it's a harmless story. I think it's a a cute one, really good one to watch with your kids, and if you like animals, you'll really like it. So, because of that, and because of the nostalgia I have for it, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Um, it doesn't mean it's my favorite Disney movie ever, but it's definitely really enjoyable. You know, I really like Lafayette and Napoleon. They're really, really funny characters. Um, I love those voice actors. They're used a lot in Disney movies. And, uh, so, it's harmless, but if you're looking for groundbreaking animation, you're going to be very disappointed. Um, I, I say go, by, go back and watch Fantasia again. <laughs> um, but overall, like I said, I gave it 8 out of 10. And I'll probably watch it again another time. It, it's a fine movie. It's, it's fun to put on and just chill and watch. It's definitely not groundbreaking, anything like that. Alright, well those are my thoughts and feelings on the Aristocats. Next time I'll be discussing the next film for Cinephile Week. From Russian director Sergei Eisenstein, this episode is all about Battleship Potemkin from 1925. Alright, well until next time, this has been Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry. Take care! Thank you for listening to Surfing Through Cinema. Make sure to check us out on Facebook at Surfing Through Cinema with Hawaii Harry and on Instagram with Surfing Through Cinema. We also have a website, www.anchor.fm forward slash surfing through cinema, where you can learn more details on upcoming episodes and on past episodes.